Hey, you up all night tossing, turning, mind racing, trouble falling asleep, trouble getting to sleep? Well, welcome. You're in the right place. I hope you're in the right place. This is Sleep With Me, the podcast that puts you to sleep. And we do it with a bedtime story. Tonight it's a trending Twitter, reditation, rending Ritter, rending Ruse Days, reditations, or formerly known as trending Twitter Tuesdays. And uh, maybe that'll come back after the NFL season. Uh, it's Sunday night. I don't know exactly what time it is. I will when I pull out my phone. But I'm going to do, tell you a story. All you need to do is get in bed, turn out the lights, and press play. We're going to do the rest. And what, did, what does the rest mean? What do I mean? I'm going to create a safe place where you can set aside any racing thoughts, worried thoughts, whatever's running through your brain, keeping you awake, distracting you, causing you anxiety, tossing and turning itis. So, you know, itchy. I get the itchy sometimes. Um, whatever it is, I'm here to distract you from that. I'm going to tell you a story, and as it goes on, it's going to get a little bit less and less interesting or make a little bit less and less sense. Kind of ideally, uh, I just want you to listen to me, and I want you to get to that place that's like right between waking and, and dreaming and sleeping. And I want this podcast to kind of be like what holds your hand when you cross over uh, uh, so that you're not worried about whatever else needs to be worried about. You can deal with that stuff tomorrow in the morning. There's nothing you can do about it now. You just get in bed and get some rest and you'll be way better equipped. You know, get in bed, get some rest. You'll be way better equipped to deal with whatever it is tomorrow. You'll be fully um, present or mostly, you know. You know what I mean? I just want you to get a good night's sleep, to be honest. I've suffered from insomnia. I've suffered from anxiety, depression, and everything that keeps, you know. So I've, I've, I've been in those. I know I, I don't, I, I can relate to what you're going through, hopefully. Maybe not everything, but I don't know. That's all I want to do is dull you off to dreamland. As uh, my, uh, the, the silver tone of the podcast uh, once sang and I once said, I want to carry you off on the wings of pointlessness. So that's it. I'm glad you're here. I hope I help you fall asleep. If this is your first time here, welcome. Just try a podcast out, see if it helps you fall asleep. We're a little bit uh, sillier and uh, stranger than your normal uh, straight-up uh, guided meditation or guru-type uh, imagery thing. I mean, that's if that's what you're looking for. I apologize. This is more like a goofy, your goofy younger brother's best friend. For some reason, you let him in your room, even though he had his first two beers of his entire life. And now he's just talking nonsense, and you're listening to it, and you're sleeping. I don't know how else to explain it. <laughs> I don't know. I guess that's, unfortunately, that's uh, my calling. Your younger brother's best friend that has a crush on you. You don't like him, but he's got his first buzz, and he's just going to eat, but he's got a soothing little thing going, amusing and soothing, and you're going to listen to it, and it's going to make you, you know, put a little grin on your face, make you feel a little warm, protected, safe, because he's not really the, uh, you know, the dangerous bad boy type you're uh, into, typically, Cersei. Um, that's it. We're on the web, www.sleepwithmepodcast.com. Uh, you can um, find us there on the internet. 
Email me, feedback at Sleep With Me Podcast. On Twitter, at Dear Scooter, on Facebook. Get a hold of me. Let me know what you think. Thanks so much for listening. Okay, so it's time for Rending Ritter Roost Days. And I've got my phone here. It is 6.04 Pacific Daylight Time. And I'm busting out my Reddit app. I actually use Reddit News as the Android app I use. And now that I've learned how to use it, I really like it. Um, so uh, I guess that's a recommendation. Now my phone's buzzing. I'm going to try to take some screenshots. I got Reddit fired up here. Nope, that didn't work. That failed too. I think I can... All right, we got one, two, three, four. All right, so let me get my phone. Um, screenshot, I'm a jig going. Screenshot captured. I guess I could do it in reverse. Hey, why don't we do that this week? I'll do it in reverse too. Hey, guys, uh, so I'm reporting back from the uh, um, Metaverse Transverse Way. You know, uh, been working out there, trying to ra- you know raise extra money for Christmas time, cause uh, you know I know it's Christmas time. It's the best time of the year, and we're here to celebrate it, right? So, been working out there, and I gotta tell you, um, whew, Christmas villains are really downers at Christmas time now, especially you know because the movies get made about them and then time leaves them behind and then Christmas brings up all these uh, bad, you know. So I've had a lot of work in a good way. I've been, you know, making, um, you know, living amends or whatever you want to call it with these guys, uh, helping them out. But they they shouldn't actually be, they're, they're, you know, but it's like the Grinch hasn't been there. But, you know, someone like the Grinch, Obviously, you know, we don't know the whole post uh, Grinch, Whoville. Um, maybe he had some, I don't know, I'm just imagining. But so talking to guys like that at Christmas time, they really need, they have trouble sleeping just like the rest of us. Just because, you know, Christmas is, can be an uh, emotional time of year. And let's, so let's remember that. So I'll take a breath. <sighs> And I know this isn't this isn't always helpful, and this is something your crazy aunt Bertha does, is like tell you that at least your life is better than you know this. At least you you know you might be single this year, and you have that wart, and you you know your puppy is um you know but at least you're not you know you know how you, how she can be. But it's true that these villains they go through a lot. Um, so I've been talking to them, uh, helping them fall asleep and I've just been working like a dog. I'll be honest with you. Uh, and, uh, so I was, uh, I was there and this morning I was at the, uh, I'd worked all night cause I had, they got me this, like, uh, a buzzer, um, wireless buzzer. I mean, it was a bad idea, but the, uh, you know, proprietor of the establishment said, Hey, you know, we got a lot of people that wake up in the middle of the night and you're sleeping, you know, after, after one o'clock. And what am I paying you for? I said, you ain't paying me. He said, well, what am I allowing you to harass my guests for? 
And I said to help them sleep. He said, exactly. I want to get my money's worth or my, you know, harassment's worth. So he said, I had this mad scientist here. And I said, well, what Christmas special is he from? I don't remember a Christmas special. He said, it's yet to come out. And I said, hmm, interesting. Christmas mad scientist. And he said, don't worry about it. It's a, a proprietary or NDA. And I said, would you, was it in the Sony leak? He said, no, that's not even on Reddit right now. And I said, well, I just, you know, I was, you know, and he said, anyway, I got you that he designed this buzzer. He wear it around you. He goes, have you, did you see uh, um, Looper? I said, of course, I love, I said, yeah, I loved Looper. He said, it's kind of like that. They got a little froggy. He goes in, you squeeze it, and it'll buzz this thing around your neck. And I said, how come I don't have a frog around your neck? He said, because you'll look silly, and we don't need to be. And I said, all right, man. And so last night, it was the first night, and I was getting buzzed the whole freaking night. I don't even know how many rooms are in this bed and breakfast. Too many, in my opinion, because it was like, and then I'm like, you know, I'm curious. I'm telling stories when I'm trying to make out who's in the room. I'm like, is that uh what is that? I was like, is that your nose or or uh, or are you erect and sleeping? You know, uh, you know, your feet are at the headboard. Wait, no, you have uh, so um distracting night. And uh, then I was at the, so then I went straight to breakfast. And I said, you know, just like I said earlier, I said, oh, man, I'm looking, working like a dog. I was talking like that, gruff. I said, I need some coffee. And this guy passed me his coffee. Guy I didn't recognize. He was gray-skinned, um, definitely not from the human world. Or from, I was like, maybe he's even from another universe's Christmas movies. And then I was a whole, you know, mental whole I should have been going like whoa what was it wait a second is there Christmas in any other universes you know what's the uh, religious vibration transactions or whatever you want to call it and uh, he looked at me said you say working like a dog eh and I say hey so what are you having for breakfast I said uh, a uh, French toast savory sandwich and he said that sounds disgusting and I said well to many people it is but I was like I'm exhausted so you know, it's French toast with uh, eggs and sausage and bacon and um, biscuits and gravy. And I'm not even going to eat it because you're right. I wish I never made it. And he said, well, it would be rude not to eat. And I said, you're right, I'll eat it. And he said, yeah, working like a dog, you should have dog food. And I said, are you right? And I was like, oh, you're thinking about that, man. I'm like, explain to me, ELI, five. I'm like, you know, dogs eat dog food every day. And it's like everything they need, right? My dog, she likes this dog food. I get it at Amazon, which is nice because it gets delivered right to the house. And it has everything their bodies need. Why isn't there a human equivalent to dog food? And this guy looked at me, and he shook his head, and he snorted, and he said, well, because people like you would need it. You'd be making savory sandwiches. And then you, he's like, because you, you, and I, I said, he's like, you made a sandwich of perfectly good food separate, and now you're going to try to eat them together, and you refuse to eat it, and now you're forcing it down, making that face. And, uh, and I said, uh, I just kept eating my food. I said, calm down, man. You're working here. This isn't a place to go crazy on this guy. You don't even know what universe he's from. And, uh, I said, between bites, I said, you know, I hope you have a Merry Christmas. 
And then the guy kind of looked at me like, I, you know, that was hurtful. And I said, I hope you have a wonderful New Year's and the Christmas cheer. I was like, I hope you hear the sounds of joyous children singing and laughter of children opening gifts and, you know, families laughing and singing, holding hands of pure joy, a sonic joy crosses over and fills your eardrums. And, uh, you know, and that guy starts gripping. He said, grabs a butter knife. And I said, don't do it, man. I said, I'll, I'll uh, give you a face full of uh, savory French toast sandwich if you even try to uh, butter, butter my, you know, butter my grill. And he said, uh, he said, you're no Seth Rogen. And I said, oh, you like Seth Rogen, eh? He said, yeah, he's hilarious. I go, I agree. I go, I'm really happy for him that he uh, he seems like he was dedicated to his writing and his comedy and his acting and directing, and he followed through and followed through, kept trying stuff out, taking risks, and it seems like it paid off for him. And he's like, exactly. And he goes, you know, Seth Rogen had, and he's like, you know, that's Sony. Like, he goes, I finally found out that Seth Rogen thanked Amy Pascal for having the balls to make the interview. And I said, you know, don't, I don't mean to go on an unrelated tangent to, you know, our argument previous, but I was like, you know, I was thinking, because I saw that uh, preview before a movie recently for the interview. And just before I saw it, like days before, I was pining away the days when there was a Chevy Chase, Dan Aykroyd, you know, combo. And you could see it like around Christmas time and, and there was an enemy, communist enemy for them to goof around with. And I was like, I was thinking of spies like us. And then I was like, man, they don't make movies like that anymore. And then boom, I go to see, I think it was Interstellar probably. I see the uh, interview. I had heard about it. But once I saw it, I was like, holy mackerel, this is different than spies like us, but similar enough with new, like, Comedy. Oh, I'm so happy. I can't wait to see that movie. I said, I'm sorry. I uh, I tried to hurt you with Christmas joy. And he said, I'm hard- sorry. I tried to shame you for your shameful eating actions. And I said, well, thank you for shaming me because I ate my whole breakfast and now I'm satiated and I'm going to go for a little walk in the uh, English style garden and hope find somewhere to curl up and, and sleep, hopefully. And he said, well... Um, I hope our paths never cross again. And I said, well, they will, because I'm intrigued of what, when, you know, where you're from and what you've done. I was like, are you the mad scientist from the, uh, uh, unreleased Christmas, you know, special? And he said, he just laughed. And he said, do I look like a scientist to you? And I said, that's a trick question, isn't it? And he said, it may be a rhetorical question and not a trick question. Do you know the difference? And I said, is, is that a, that, I was like, is that a trick question, a rhetorical question, or an insulting question meant to degrade my intelligence? And he goes, no, to describe it, to illustrate it. And I said, listen, I got to get out to the garden, man. Thanks for uh, being you, and thanks for being a Seth Rogen fan. I'm a Seth Rogen fan. You're a Seth Rogen fan. Who would have thought that a, a young man I saw who talked about his love for Albert Brooks, and one day maybe... Um, you know, uh, living up to a mantle of someone like Albert Brooks could actually, you know, f do it. 
and and this is still a young man, and we can still see uh, what is yet uh, to unfold from his potential. And he says to me, he says, uh, Pirate Bay shutdown has had virtually no effect on digital piracy levels. And I was like, as a, does that mean you're like, so? are you the evil scientist from the movie? Are you the Sony scientist and mad scientist? Is that a rhetorical statement? Am I supposed to, because I don't want to steal your movie. I want to wait for it to come out or special. And uh, is there Sarah Lee ads or whatever it was, little Debbie ads during it? And he's looking at me, and uh, he says, uh, you'll, you'll, you'll be ready when it comes out. And I said, okay, man, uh, I got to go to the garden. So I go out to the country English garden, have this bed and breakfast, and I open the doors, and it's like that time of day in an English-style country garden where the, uh, the air is almost heady with... Uh, nectary smells of garden where the dew has gotten um, uh, subliminated or whatever you call it by the heat, humidified. And it's like the air's got that moisture in it and the sun is just nice and 10.45 a.m.-ish, north-facing, northeast-facing, I'm not sure. And I'm strolling through the garden, my head's buzzing with the uh, tiredness and, and confusion and I started uh, running my hands across some of the flowers and the bushes and feeling the wet warm water across the bushes and I catch some of that corner of my eye like uh, like fake blush cheeks particularly fake ones with like the circle just the red circle at the top of the cheek and then I look again, and I'm like, uh, wait a second, is that like a, some sort of uh, one of those guards, a beef eater, beef eater guard? And I'm like, oh, maybe this is like a like the part of the garden, like the uh, sculpture-type garden. And then I look again, I don't see anything. I'm like, I could have sworn I saw those fake, you know, cheek blushes that, you know, you see on... Uh, my wooden dolls and cartoons, old-fashioned cartoons. And I was like, oh, well, okay, well, keep going here. I make my way past the garden, and there's a big pond in the back. And there's a couple of guys near the pond, a couple of uh, guys I can't mention, you know, top-secret villain types, not, you know, cartoony villains uh, made, made from rocks, but humanoid, rock humanoids. Rock candy humanoids, that's all I can say, because otherwise you, 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 well, I can't figure out what movie they're from. Again, I'm like, is this one that hasn't been released yet? Are they hiding you guys out? Is this, how is this related to the Sony hacking? I don't know. And I say, what are you guys doing? They say, we're, we're having a duck battle. And I said, whoa, what do you mean a duck battle? And they say, we're, we're having a PID duck battle. And I said, P.I.D., what the heck is that? And they said, uh, and they say power and ducks. The other guy says, P.I.D. control is the coolest thing ever. And they said, what do you mean, power and ducks? Like, And they see these ducks are having, like, races and, uh, like, through slaloms. And I say, are those real ducks? And they say, no, 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 they're remote-controlled ducks. And they said, well, are they real like, were they formally ducks and you made, no, 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 they're robotic power index. 
Like pow, not not power index, like power index. That's the brand. And I said power p o w e r i n with a single apostrophe, whatever that. Not apostrophe or quotation mark. The other thing. And they said, yeah, power index. And I said, wow. And I said, do they fly? And they said, you know, you need a, you know, you need a freaking upgrade to do that. And they said, we're just racing them around. And I said, would you guys get your presents early? And I said, they said, we took them out of the box inside. I'm like, what do you mean box inside? Aren't those toys for, uh, for, uh, oh, toys for terrible people. So, and you're terrible guys. Um, okay. And then I catch again out of the back corner of my eye, something moving. And I say, listen, guys, I got to go investigate something. And I see a beef eater style helmet on those wooden uh, what was that, woolen? I don't know. Probably made out of buffalo hide at one point, but, you know, black, tall thing. I try to go behind the shed and I pick up the pace. I say, hey, 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 hey. I say, you, behind the shed, what are you doing back there? And the guy says, oh, me? And I say, yeah. Go, there's somebody back there, isn't there? And there's nobody back here but me. And I say, okay, let's, let's, let's go. I say, hey, let's save the slapstick for another show, buddy. Come on out. Nobody here to hurt you. And who comes out from behind this freaking thing with one of those Nutcracker-type um, dudes from the Nutcracker or like a Nutcracker or whatever? And uh, he says, I say, what are you, you go, I go, what are you, a Nutcracker? And he say, yeah. And I said, what the hell are you doing here? And he said, I'm, uh, you know, doing a little R&R. And I said, you're a nutcracker. And he said, exactly. And I said, uh, well, why, why are you here? This is a bed and breakfast for villains and, you know, cartoon bad guys. And I don't remember, you know, the, uh, babes in Toyland, you guys were good, but you were a tool of evil. I'm like, is there something I don't know? And he said, oh, do you mind if I ask you a question? And I said, uh, what are you, like, what are you, a reporter? He goes, no, I just had a question. He goes, you know, because you story snippet asks, our Ireland, which Irish person is the biggest ride? And I said, biggest ride? He goes, most attractive. And I said, what, wait, I said, are you talking, I said, are you talking in some other one? And I said, what, you story snippet? I said, what, what, what? And he goes, I was just trying to distract you to change the subject. I figured I'd talk some gibberish. And he goes, it didn't work, did it? And I said, no. And he said, well, he goes, how about this? One of my lecturers has just published a paper on why bees and wasps are dying out in the UK. How about I just give you that speech and, uh, and you know, we'll, we'll call it even. And I said, no, man, we got to take a trip into the metaverse and figure this out Why you're here. Do you know why you're here? And he said, uh... Well, yeah, I'm, I'm here. Me and uh, I got. I'm here with somebody, and we're trying to work stuff out. And I said, "What the ballerina?" And he said, "No." And I said, "The teddy bear?" And he said, "No." And he said, "Are you just going to go through?" He goes, "Are you familiar with the Nutcracker?" And I was like, "No." I go, "I, I go. That's why we go go in the metaverse. I got to get to the bot." I go, "Is this some? Is this nut related?" I go, "Is there a universe of nuts?" And they're out to get you. And he said, uh, possibly. He goes, that's one thing. But he goes, that's not why I'm here. And I said, well, I, uh, 
go, well, let's go, man. Let's uh, take a trip in the metaverse and see what we can find out together. What do you say? And he said, I don't, do I have to? And I said, yeah, you do. Because uh, I said, I'll tell you what, those rosy cheeks of yours tell me that you're a man made of wood with a heart of gold. And he said, really? And I said, of solid gold, but in a metaphorical sense, as well as a true sense. And I need to protect you, you know, because the guys back there, they might try to take your heart if it's really a heart of gold. And he said, you're lying to me. And I said, you're right. I said, I mean, not about your heart, though, about the guys. I don't think, but come on. So we take a walk down in the metaverse you know, past the swimming pool, out through the back grass towards like the edge of the woods. And then I tell him, I'm like, you know, last time I came out here, I was really hoping that uh, the metaverse, a transverse uh, plane or whatever they call it that we're getting into was going to be made of uh, peppermint bark. And he said, oh, man, because my girlfriend loves peppermint bark. And I said, really? Peppermint Patty, you're not here with Peppermint Patty, are you? And he said, no. And I said, yeah, that would make sense, like, that she would like Peppermint Bark. And he said, who's Peppermint Patty? I said, no, you know, never take too long. And uh, I said, well, I go, I doubt that it's going to be Peppermint Bark. And we get out there, and there's, like, literally, like, normally the metaverse is, like, kind of like a transitionary, like, place where you got phases of uh, swirling mist type stuff. But we walk through like a little bit of that, like a white kind of white and red tube. And the next thing you know, we're in this ball and people are dressed in these beautiful gowns and, and fancy outfits and they're doing ballroom style dancing. And I say, what is going on here? And he gets really excited. He's like, fire on ice. He goes, fire on ice. This is the fire on ice ball. He goes, this is being photographed by Pie Shock in Iceland. It's like the photos are going to be like 1800 by 1054 OS. And I was like, whoa, wait a second. You're a ballroom dance person and a photo. I'm confused. I thought you were a nutcracker. And he says, no, 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 this is a big ball. I'm like, well, what does that have to do? I was like, is this part of your story? And he goes, well, what, tell me what you remember of the Nutcracker. And I said, I'll tell you what I remember, but you're not going to like it. And he goes, well, go ahead and tell me. I go, I remember being a little, a little boy, um, not super little, but under fifth grade, I'd say. Maybe let's say I'm second or third grade. He goes, okay. And I remember my mom uh, took us to see the Nutcracker, probably a kid's version, maybe not. And I go, I go, you're nuts. I go, he goes, okay, keep going. And I said, I remember, uh, no offense, but I was like, I didn't think, I didn't like it. I didn't like we had to sit in these seats. We had to wait. There was like, uh, I don't know, I remember being fidgety. And he goes, you look fidgety. And I go, yeah, I'm a fidget. I go, Nanya. I go, now I just fidget with my mind. And he goes, you know, that's, you know, worse. And I say, uh, but I, I was like, I, and then I, I said, uh, I couldn't follow the plot. I was like, I'll be honest, I don't know if I wasn't paying attention. I go, I was having some anxiety. 
And then I go, then I, I see this girl, woman in, um, uh, what is it, pink or purple? I think purple tights. And I don't remember what she did, but she was, uh, she reminded me of uh, Daphne from Scooby Doo. And I'm pretty sure I might have had my first, um, you know, um, uh, nutcracker, you know, wooden nutcracker. Not nutcracker. Well, some sense. I go, are you with me? He goes, keep going. I was like, and she was dancing around, and I was thinking of her, and I was thinking of Daphne and her legs, and it was a, I was in heaven. And um, and so that's what, I, that's what I remember about the Nutcracker. Um, and then you're in it, and I'm pretty sure there's a teddy bear and some kids, probably bratty kids, and something, I think it's a dream. The whole thing is a dream. So you're, you're just a dream. You're not real. You're just a dream. And uh, he starts to cry, of course, typical of these types of stories that I, you know, get in myself into. And the whole ball stops and everybody's staring at me, the entire ball. I mean, this is like not just like a minor league dance. This is like one of those grand balls. And uh, everybody's staring at me. And then someone says, uh, what'd you do to the nutcracker? And I said, uh, I told him he was a dream. And they said, that's not allowed. You know, what are you doing? You can't do that. It's not even true. And, uh, I said, uh, I said, no, 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 no. I wasn't trying to hurt him. I was just trying to tell him. He'd asked me to describe what it was. And, and I said, listen, man, we got to get out of here. These people are starting to grab, like, ice sculpture parts like this one lady broke off an arm or something and then they had some guy lift up there was for some reason there was like a spongebob ice sculpture and these two dudes in tuxedos grab it and they get they i'm like come on man nutcracker we gotta get out of here i can't leave i can't you know i i'm not allowed in the meta transverse plane or whatever without you metaverse come on and i was like i'll i'll sue with you don't worry i'll sue with you man and I'm like, come on. And then these guys come at me with this Spongebob uh, ice sculpture. And they're like, rah, rah. And they're like, we're going to destroy you. Spongebob Squarepants' creator, Stephen Hillenbarks, returning the show in January. And they throw this thing at me. I dodge it. I grab it. Uh, uh, what is, what's his name? I don't even know his name. Nutcracker. And we bolt. We bolt through some door. Like, right as we're running, I grab one of SpongeBob's legs. I slam the door. I stick SpongeBob's leg in so they they can't open the door. They're pushing on it. He's still crying. I say, listen, listen, man, calm down. Serious. What are some crazy things scientists used to believe? And he goes, what do you mean? I go, like, whatever in the Nutcracker universe, what are some crazy things scientists used to believe, you know, that you've learned weren't true? And he said, well, that uh, all teddy bears are good. We learned that. He goes, he goes, there was a theory when I was a child that all teddy bears were good. And then, you know, there was a teddy bear uh, takeover. And then we learned the uh, extent of the uh, madness of some teddy bears. And I said, okay, like something less depressing than that. And he said, uh, uh, and he goes, he goes, you know what? I hate double standards. He goes, why has everything got to be either good or bad? Or, uh, and I go, I don't know if that's a double standard. He goes, what do you mean? I said, 
well, all all teddy bears, it'd only be a double standard if like uh, huh? I was like, I'm not good at these kind of things to be honest with you. And he goes, Well, I'm, you got to help me. He goes, Otherwise, I was like, SpongeBob's legs about to break. He goes, I'm not running until you explain to me what a double standard is in a clear way. And I was like, Oh man, um, uh, would be like if a Nutcracker said that uh. Only nutcrackers could crack nuts, and then he used something else to crack nuts. Or only nuts could only be cracked by nutcrackers. Like the king of nutcrackers said, only I declare as king of the nutcrackers for the good of all the people, for the safetiness and fairness of all the people of nutcracker land, that only nutcrackers shall crack nuts. And no nuts shall be cracked by anything but a nutcracker that is with, a, you know, that looks like you and that has cheeks of rose with in a circle and, you know, a beardy beard and that thing on your chin and a stupid crown or, you know, whatever the heck you got on your head. Uh, wonderful stuff. Uh, and then this nutcracker, he just uh, used a hammer to crack his nuts. And he said, uh, I think you've confused me more. And I said, well, uh, what do you mean? I thought that was pretty clear. Uh, he, he said, you know, everybody do it this way, but then he does it another way. And he said, oh, okay. And he said, I got a confession to make for to you. And I said, well, can we get running? Because, uh, oh, can we get moving? Because uh, no, SpongeBob's leg just broke. And he's like, okay. So we start running down the street. I looked down and I realized the street's made from uh, graham crackers. And I'm like, huh, I go tell you what, uh, Nutcracker, let's flip some of these over. I just got a little theory. And we flip them over. It takes a little bit of pulling. I realized, just like my suspicion, my gut told me there would be, uh, they'd be held down by marshmallow. So we flip them over. And then we flip over, you know, about six or seven on their keep running. All the suckers from the ball, uh, they get caught up in the, uh, marshmallow, they get stuck, so they, they they don't catch up with us. We keep running. We get into some type of, we go over a couple of hills, and we, we definitely are entering some sort of candy, maybe not candy land situation, but a candy type universe, because there's like trees that are Christmas candy in particular, because I see like candy cane trees. All right, well, I see like candy cane I guess they're not trees, they're like candy canes, but they seem to be growing or they're just implanted in the ground. And then there's uh, signs are made from Christmas cookies, gingerbread house village off in the distance. And I said, well, what did you, you want to tell me, Nutcracker? And he goes, uh, a couple of years ago, I, I wandered out of our universe uh, during a, a ballet like the one you were talking about. And he's like, the reason I started crying was because that reminded me. He goes, I snuck out during a performance and, you know, into your world. And he goes, I went backstage and they had like a tablet thing. You know, I've heard you guys talk about it when I'm spying on you. And he goes, I started watching this movie about a tire gone bad. And I said, oh, I've seen that uh, uh, trailer. It looked crazy. Like it was called like Rubber. Or something like that. And he goes, yeah, yeah. 
And he goes, but you know, I, I don't have a lot of, I'm, I don't have a lot of savvy when it comes to that stuff. So he's like, I decided that I wanted to become a, a hero. I wanted to go on a, a road spree and, you know, steal stuff and break stuff. And, uh, I said, well, why, why? And he said, well, it looked fun. And I said, well, that, I was like, it just, it's just a movie. And it was a tire doing it. So it was like, kind of like a joke. And he goes, yeah, but it was so well done. I go, well, it looked really good in the, uh, in the trailer. And it looked funny. And I said, well, what was the motivation? Were you mad about something? Were you, were you missing something? He goes, yeah. Because you see, I was in love. Because I was in love with someone with purple tights too. And I go, the, the, the girl, was she the ballerina? Or what? Is that standard purple tights? Or was it just a, he goes, no, I was in love with Daphne from Scooby-Doo. He goes, because one time there was a crossover type thing, and he goes, one of the villains escaped here with her, and then they came and rescued her, Scooby, Scrappy, Fred, Thelma, and I go, Scrappy sucks, man. I was like, did you say Scrappy was with them? And he was like, uh, I don't know, he goes, it was uh, um, one of them, and I was like, was it the many ventures of Scooby to the Dew? Or the new adventures or the movie. He goes, I don't know, man. But he goes, I loved that Daphne. He goes, as soon as I set eyes on her, the perfect mix of purples and red and beauty. And I said, well, she's she's a lovely lady. I can I can relate. I can totally relate. I was, you know, imagining that this ballerina was a combination of Daphne and the ballerina and, you know, a human, not a cartoon. So mine's not weird, but I guess it's not weird for you because you're not human to fantasize about a cartoon. Because I guess in that world, she would have been real. And he's like, she was realer than anything I've ever seen in my life. And I was like, okay, so then you started committing crime after you saw this movie because you were in love with Daphne. And he goes, yeah, I figured I'd work my way up to uh, some sort of, you know, he goes, I finally found this uh, abandoned horse ranch. He goes, it was called Skyrim. And I was like, oh, that's like Skyfall. He goes, I don't know, maybe. And I made it into like a, a dude ranch, you know, like, like Nutcracker Dude Ranch. And it was like a Skyrim Nutcracker Dude Ranch. And I was like, okay, that's uh, confusing. And he goes, it was for cartoons. You know, you know, he goes, that's where, he goes, believe it or not, I'm sorry they hate Scrappy, but he's like, that's where we, you know, he's like, we find, it's like a foster for foster cartoons. And he's like, Scrappy was one of our first clients. And uh, he's like, we, we you know, we, we found him as a baby, a little tiny baby puppy. And he goes, we nursed him up. He goes, you know, we, we had him as a little puppy. And he goes, we raised, I raised him as my own. I was like, that must have been confusing for him that you were a nutcracker. Uh, was he afraid of you? And I was oh, first, first, but no, no. No, he was, that was all he knew. And then, you know, we I started hiring people. I go, this story's really weird, nutcracker. You were in a life of crime, and then you, you started a dude ranch? And he goes, yeah, time's different in our world, man. And I said, okay, anyway, back to your story. And he said, so I raised Scrappy until he was a pup. And, but he was like, I made him into it. I said, I want you to go and we'll make up a crazy backstory about Scooby 
and, you know, Chester Dew or whoever, and you'll be Scooby-Doo's cousin. And I told them all about it. And then I said, one day you'll bring them here for, uh, you know, a crime to investigate, you know, and you'll say this is where, you know, this will be like your return. And uh, he goes, so that was my plan. And I was like, okay, let me, so you, you gray scrappy, and he was going to be your inside agent with the Scooby-Doo team. And he goes, yeah. And he said, and then you sent him out, and eventually he's going to bring him back to investigate something at your dude ranch. And then you were going to get Daphne somehow. I was like, exactly, that was my plan. And I said, were you going to be a ghost, or was it going to be haunted, or uh, haunt, um, 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 some sort of monster? And he goes, well, I was just going to be myself. He's like, I was going to be this nutcracker uh, that, that had gone uh, bonkers. But then he's like, I was going to frame Fred. And I was like, whoa, whoa, did you already do this? Because I could be in on this. And he goes, exactly. He goes, that's exactly why I pulled you out of the your universe. He goes, I want you to help me frame Fred, so that I can, you know, make Daphne my betrothed. And I said, dude, I was, I was only kidding. I mean, I wasn't kidding, but I was like half. I go, you're not. Seeing, I go, listen, man. Um, let's let's have a talk. Have a seat, Nutcracker. Uh, you know, let's pull up a couple of these gumdrops. And so we pull up a couple of gumdrop seats and we have a beautiful vista of this gingerbread town. There's a giant sun of some sort of, uh, like a sweet and sour ball setting over the horizon. Snow, like confectioner's sugar falling. And I say to, I'm like, listen, man, I um, you guys, like, you're not a bad guy. I don't know why you you think you had to turn to a life of crime to find a woman to love you. I go, you're, not, you're a nutcracker. You just got to crack nuts and do that silly stuff you do in your play. Whatever it is, don't you just, like, you dance around, right? You're like a... a he goes, no, no, they switched me out for a ballet-type dude at that point. And I said, but what about your own universe? And he said, yeah, there's ballet dudes in our universe too. And they're the ones, you know, that are, you know, that have the moves. And I said, isn't there any women that eat, eat a lot of nuts or that need protection from round creatures in your universe that you would be like their hero? And he said, there's no Daphne like that. And I said, listen, man, you can't. I go, I still don't even know how you got a dude ranch, but you can't do this. And I was like, you don't want to get mixed up with the framing Fred. I mean, we've had all sorts of problems in our world right now with this line between police and crime. I go, Wisconsin just passed this law requiring an outside investigation when police are involved in an incident that results in death. Because people are so worried about uh, covering, there's like stuff about cover-ups and then, you know, people are like, you're supposed to be the ones protecting us and you're hurting people. You should be open to stuff and everybody's worried about covering for themselves or protecting themselves instead of caring. And I was like, I was kidding. We can't frame Fred. 
What about Fred? What would Fred think about it? You know, our job's to help other people and protect them, not cracker and cracking nuts. Like, do you actually, are you a functioning nutcracker? Maybe this is where, where, uh, have you ever cracked a nut before? And he goes, I don't know. And I go, do you crack any nuts during the play? Or are you just decorative? And he goes, I feel like that. He goes, maybe that's what it is. And I said, oh, no, man, I'm sorry. I've been so worried about, you know, trying to figure this out. And my Daphne ballerina related erection and you know all this type stuff that i haven't actually been thinking about you and that's all what i was trying to make a point was like about empathy and compassion and putting yourself in other people's shoes but i never took the time to do it with you uh and i don't even know your name is your name nutcracker and he said the nutcracker i don't even have a name and i said well how about um uh, Daphne lover, purple tights. How about we call you? No, I don't. I'll, 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 maybe I'll think of a nickname for you. Michael. How's Michael sound? And he's like, I, I, he goes, I like that. And I say, I'm yeah, Michael, like Michael Jordan. That's good. Michael Scott. I go, there's like uh Michael Jackson. There's a lot of good Michaels. Michaels is, is like a craft store too. I think well played Michael. Maybe no one's ever sat down and said, well played, Michael, when you've done your show. But I was like, why don't we go find some nuts and try to crack them and see how you feel after that? And he said, do you think Daphne will love me after I crack the nuts? I said, no. I said, listen, Daphne's from the Scooby-Doo world and you're from the Nutcracker world that I know barely anything about. Like I said, I don't know if there's other girls in that world or other um, wooden toys that would be appropriate for you to interact with, but you don't have to limit your... And I said, I don't know if Daphne and Fred are married. I, I, I go, uh, the characters that played them in the movie, I think they were married for a time. And um, I go, well, that's an option. I go, Sarah Michelle Geller is beautiful. And she seems like a very nice woman. And um, she might, may or may not eat nuts. So let's worry about getting your, let's worry about getting, and then you guys could role play. I was like, you know, um, so Daphne, so now we have two or three options for you. But so we start, I started looking around. And luckily, like not that far off, I see these, uh, I don't even know, like, just like a, uh, what do you call it? when you pile rocks up into a shape, uh, they do it. Some book I read recently, I think in the Canadian uh, North, they do it. But anyway, they call it something, I apologize for not knowing, spiritual, but these were uh, not rocks, they were chocolate-covered nuts, and uh, they, uh, I, I said, let's try to crack some of these. And so I shove one in his face and I say, you know, go ahead and crush it. And it shoots out because it's covered in chocolate. And I said, man, it's a bad idea. And I say, uh, you know, let me get behind you and try to like move your lever because he did have a lever back there. And then that another nut shot out because there's, you know, no friction. And I said, okay, let's try a third one. I'll hold it in there and you try to crush it. So I'm holding it in there, and uh, 
still slowly comes out and then shoots out, lands on me. And at this point, he's laughing. He's like, man, this is uh, crazy. And I say, uh, yeah. And I try to put my feet against a tree and hold it in while he's, like, trying to crush it. And then then I, my arm shoots down his throat and he chokes. And he's like, oh, you know. And then he spits out the nut and he spits me out and I fall on the ground and I'm covered in chocolate and he's got chocolate all over his face and his beard. And we're, we're laughing and then we start throwing nut, chocolate nut at each other. And he said, I don't know, maybe I'm just not cut out for chocolate. Maybe I'm not a chocolate nut cracker. And I said, well, I'm glad your spirit's doing better, buddy. And he says, yeah. And then he says, uh, he goes, you're the worst best friend a nutcracker could have. And I said, I tried. <laughs> and I said, I don't know. We got to find some nuts that aren't cho- covered in chocolate. And then I was like, wait a second. Maybe we could find. And I see a kid. And the kid was watching us laughing. Candy kid. He was a gingerbread uh, kid, not a boy. Gingerbread, not a man or a kid. You know, when this is a amateur tip, pro-am tip here. You see candy creatures, you know, don't don't try to identify them by gender. You could hurt someone's feelings. Just try to be neutral and open and kind. Because if you say, hey, gingerbread boy, and it's a gingerbread girl, um, that's not nice. So, uh, you know, I said gingerbread kid. I said, hey, kid, hey. And he says, hey. And I said, hey, you made from gingerbread, eh? And he says, I, I well, gingerbread and frosting and, uh, you know, some gummy buttons and such. I say, you look great. Um, happy holidays. He says, happy holidays to you, chocolate, chocolate man. And I say, well, I'm not actually, I go, unfortunately, this chocolate's not part of my makeup. It's just on me. We're just trying to crack some nuts here. And he goes, yeah, I've been watching you. You guys are the worst nutcrackers I've ever seen. And, uh, and, and the nutcracker's like, well, we're having fun being, and he says, uh, I say, you don't happen to know where any candied nuts, like rough ones are. And he said, I get your drift, but he's like, I'll tell you what, they'll be just as hard to, you know, because they'll be double strength to crack. And I said, you're right. And he says, uh, you know what, though? He goes, there's this McDonald's by my house. It's only used for commercials. And uh, he said, they're, uh, he goes, they brought in, he goes, I think they're doing something special on their Sundays. He goes, maybe they have, uh, he goes, they have nuts there, don't they, for Sundays? And I said, you're right, man. And I said, let's go. So we go to his house. We climb over this fence, this pristine McDonald's, but clearly only used for commercials. And But they had dropped all these pallets behind it of uh, Sunday supplies, which turns out don't need to be refrigerated, uh, FYI. And so we start digging through the boxes, and uh, we find the nuts. Now, the nuts, okay, now this is between us. The Nutcracker obviously doesn't listen to the podcast, but they were the nuts you sprinkle on top of Sundays, so they were already crunched up. But on the bag, it just said Sunday nuts. And so I said, look here, there's a bag of nuts. Now, this Nutcracker, believe it or not, he hadn't even seen a nut. So I said, uh, okay, I'm going to put some in your face, and then you crunch down, and we'll see if it comes out cracked. If it, And he goes, well, how will we know the nuts cracked? I said, because I can eat it. I can't, you know, humans can't eat shells. And this gingerbread kid is backing me up the whole time. And uh, and then the gingerbread kid was actually covering himself in um, caramel. looked really delicious. And then uh, so I said, um, 
all right. And we put the thing and he crunched it and all the nuts came out, which were broken up. And I filled my hands with them and ate them. And he said, wow, I'm, I cracked my first nut. And I said, yes, you did, my friend. Yes, you did. And I was like, congratulations on being a real nutcracker. And I was like, wait a second, is that the nutcracker? Like, you want to be a real boy like Pinocchio? He goes, I don't know. He goes, what what stands the best chance with Daphne? And I said, well, considering she's not human. Well, I was like, if you want to give Sarah Michelle Geller, I'd have to look up her marital status. You'd have to be human. But probably you'd be a weird kind of human because they probably, I know when they make you human, like ballet style, you still have the fake cheeks. And that might be permanent. If that doesn't wash off, you know, we're going to have trouble out there. Um, you know, getting a date with Sharon Michelle Gallery is going to be pretty difficult to begin with. Because, uh, I mean, I, you know, uh, just being honest with you. Um, so best bet is to, uh, you know, the thing I was thinking about, though, buddy, is that I don't know if there's a Daphne for every version of Scooby-Doo cartoons or not. Because I don't know about these worlds. And I said, you know, um, you know, we all have crushes on people. We don't, you know. And I said, I, don't, I, and I was thinking in my head, I'm like, man, I wish this could just, I was like, and I said, honestly, folks, I said to myself, I crossed my, I said, listen, I don't know who out there in the transverse can hear me. But if there is a Santa Claus that has power over the, you know, this is a kind of a fictional type universe and I know maybe if I believe hard enough in something, this could come true. But, you know, this nutcracker just needs, you know, if you, if you have it in you to, you know, I just need a little Daphne action for this nutcracker. Man, you know, please, for a Christmas miracle, please. And, uh, you know, I just said it to think. And I said, he said, well, what happened? You went into, he goes, you went quiet. And I said, yeah, I was just thinking about how much. I like you, man, and how much Daphne would like you, but we might never meet her, but maybe we will. And then the gingerbread guy said, what are you guys doing later? And I said, well, I'm probably having some sort of, um, you know, trying to get these nuts out of my system because they were, you know, I don't even know what kind of nuts they are. They're probably chemically treated. And I said, before that, I don't know. He said, why don't you guys come over for dinner? We're having like our uh, pre-Christmas you know, dinner. And I said, well, what did gingerbread people eat? And he said, well, it's my whole neighborhood. It's a potluck. And he goes, yeah, I go, do you guys, I go, never mind. I don't want to know about the whole. And he goes, yeah, don't worry about it. He goes, it's, there's food for everybody. He goes, my neighbor, he said, he goes, my neighbor just got this new puppy that I like to play with through their gate. And today he had on this little sweater. And I said, wait a second, a little sweater. He goes, I'm trying to think, of, and I'm like, what's this dog, what's a puppy's name, get bud? And the gingerbread child says, uh, uh, Scrappy. And I said, wait, whoa, 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 Scrappy? Like the Scrappy that was raised as a spy, to the Scrappy that lived on a dude ranch with a nutcracker? And he said, uh, he was talking about a nutcracker father figure and crying and it has a, I go, he goes, that's weird. It's sweater has a, a nutcracker. It says, have you seen this man? Nutcracker, wooden man or something. I said, wait, whoa, whoa, whoa. And, uh, I said, uh, 
I said, you hear that, Nutcracker? And he was busy just cracking bags and nuts and laughing, like, finally. And it must have, like, um, the pretend cracking of McDonald's uh, peanuts or whatever the hell they put on Sundays. Must have, like, all of a sudden he's like this, he's like a new man. Like, finally he found something he was good at, uh, even though it was only pretend. And I said, let's go to this potluck. Maybe I go, uh, there's a chance the Scrappy might be there looking for you. And he's like, oh, that'd be interesting. I go, yeah, let's go. And we go to this freaking house, folks. And not only is Scrappy there, he jumps in the arms as soon as we get there of the, uh, um, of the Nutcracker, uh, what I call him, Michael. And he's like, Papa, 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 oh, I love you. And, uh, he, he, uh, the Nutcracker man's like, Scrappy-Doo, I missed you so. And, uh, next thing you know, who walks out of behind the thing but Shaggy and Scooby. And they got, like, giant plates of food, sandwiches. And then they, they I was, like, literally my jaw dropped. Like, you know, freaking, it's like seeing... Brad and Angelina, I'm like, holy crap. And they just walk right by me. I'm like stunned. And then I was like, I wonder if they're really, I was like, I was, I, and they never get to eat their sandwiches that they make. So it'd be interesting to see them eat. And then this freaking figure of a woman in purple tights, I think, purple tights or some sort of purple and pink outfit. And pink, yeah, maybe there were pink tights all the way back to my childhood, but I don't know. But it was, oh boy, I was, you want to talk about Hetty in an English garden. This was like Hetty in a garden of, uh, sensuality and investigative, um, you know, I don't know. And ever, I was like, my gosh, that's Daphne, freaking Daphne. And, she sees this uh, uh, wooden man with a puppy dog in his arms, and she says, Scrappy, who's this uh, striking figure? And he says, my lady, do you have any nuts for me to crack? And she just giggles like, uh, uh, I don't even know, like it was like a... Well, it was funny, and, and there was something so... I think it's imbuilient, I don't know. Like, he was grow glowing, like, even his fake, uh, it was like he was literally blushing, his cheeks were aglow, for real, instead of fake, and it was just this moment of, like, whew. and she must have been, like, I don't know, I think that her and Fred had a thing with, uh, no kids, because she saw something in this guy holding this dog, and I just said to myself, this, might, like, I felt like, for once, uh, I can only make, you know, because I usually do make these situations worse, that I better break out, you know, get out of here before I say, you know, complicate things. Plus, I was like, you know, jealous and wondering if I had to shout Daphne. So I was like, I better roll. So I rolled out of there. I got lost. I had to spend the night uh, under a bundle, like actually another amateur tip, pro-am tip inside of uh, gumdrops. Gumdrops do heat, uh, heat, trap heat. So, um, 
and you can suck on like so if you get inside of a giant gumdrop you can really you can get in a good fetal position and it will um trap your heat overnight and then you can suck on the gumdrop for comfort uh you know so that's nice so that that's um i did that and then i found my way back uh and then you know got back to you guys somehow eventually and I don't know how it turned out between the Nutcracker and Daphne, but I know how I wanted it to turn out. Um, ooh, I don't know. I don't want to picture how I know how you want. Well, actually, I probably want to turn out different than him. He probably just, he just wanted to know. I don't know. Huh, confusing, because I, I don't want to picture him and Daphne alone. But maybe the three of them, you know, took Scrappy and, you know, retired from investigations and ditched Fred without framing him. Um, but I'm sure everything worked out happily ever after, at least I hope so. So that's a story about a nutcracker that I met. Uh, yeah, so I hope, uh, hope, you're, I hope you're asleep. Good night.